0: Through the years you'll here, Moving Iron
1: Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 343. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by TractorZoom. TractorZoom has accessed over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's iron comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and optimal pricing insights. why well, you think I'd have that memorized by now. I am Casey Seymour here and we are going to discuss uh, what's going on in the sprayer market here with Andy Campbell. He's got a, another uh, issue here of what's happened in the marketplace. And I think sprayers are a really interesting one to pay attention to. I think if there's any one machine segment out there that during the uh, uh, supply chain issues we saw in 21 and 22, that really got affected, I think sprayers were, was one of them. Uh, sprayers seemed like they had an issue with, uh, just with a lot of different things when it came to solution pumps, when it came to boom components, when it came to uh, just tank things, I mean, whatever it was, there seemed like there's always something popping in and out on the sprayer side of the business. So uh, I think you're going to see some of that reflected here a little bit as we move forward. The one thing I will say I will, I'll, as we move forward through uh, how application equipment is, is looked at, um, and we'll talk a little more about this when we get over to the planner side, but I think as you start looking at some of these uh, sprayer upgrades that we're starting to see um, more and more manufacturers are coming together with a, um, an upgrade kit part of the machine that's coming through there. And I, I really am, am thinking that you're going to see a lot more machines like sprayers that don't, um, continually to see a trade cycle, but an upgrade of technology. And I think we're going to see some of that here. And I think as these numbers that we're starting to see right now, we're we're going to start uh, tracking some of these numbers. And I think we're going to see less and less numbers on the market as we move forward. Um, Now we could see a bit of a ballooning here in 23 and 24, but I I would say that long-term less machines are going to come to the marketplace. So that's my two cents there on that. I'll see what Andy's got to say on his
2: with this presentation here. So let's take a look at it. Casey and Aaron, welcome to TractorZoom's world headquarters. And I've got some February spare data that I'd like to break down with you. Uh, let me zoom out here and look at all the spread data. It looks like we've softened a little bit coming off of December highs, obviously. Uh, but even when we compare it with the year over year, you know, this February, we have 50 for auction, 206 average for dealership. Let's move that back to Last February, dealership pretty much looks to be about the same. Obviously, we peaked a little bit later in this year when the supply chain problems were at their peak, uh, but auction sitting at 68. Now, seems a little weaker at 50 here in February, uh, but the devil's always in the details. And so let's dive into that. So for zero to 1,000 hours, you know, last February, So
1: I want to to point out one thing as I was looking at this graph that that struck out to me a little bit here is if you look at where these points are now and what they looked like um, as I get back just a little bit and get away from um, some of the things here. So if you're taking a look at this, at this, the widening of where we're at here. So if you look at this distance to this distance here and you look at this distance to this distance here. I, I, they're about the same as I guess is the point I'm trying to make as you look at these as it narrows here where we saw again a constraint of a little bit of, of things happen but it starts to narrow then it starts to get wide and where we're at now um, coming out of that midsummer time frame where we saw a lot of machines that were ready to be used that weren't available yet um, there is a, a, a fairly decent run in the market here and we, and we saw that take place and as these things move along, what we're seeing to look at now here, I would say auction value <clears throat> is the one thing that I'm paying close attention to and where we're at. But again, if this is the, the seasonality of the time that we're in right now. This is a good a selling time for, um, for sprayers, but a lot of places where they would be top dressing right now, they're, they're in a, uh, the crop's not in the best shape. So there could be
2: some of that playing into that as well. A little bit coming off of December highs, obviously. Uh, But even when we compare it with the year-over-year, you know, this February we have 50 for auction, 206 average for dealership. To move that back to last February, dealership pretty much looks to be about the same. Obviously, we peaked a little bit later in this year when the supply chain problems were at their peak. uh, But auction sitting at 68 now seems a little weaker at 50 here in February. uh, But the devil's always in the details, and so let's dive into that. So for zero to a thousand hours, you know, last February auction sent over 200 dealership at 341 dealership sees, seems to increase here a little bit, probably price drag pulling up, uh, the auction market though, again, high variability, probably not seeing a lot of these, uh, this February, uh, at auction. And so with that variability just comes you get the highs and lows, pulling that average all over the place. You know, and as you get older into these machines, the value drops considerably. So you've got a thousand to two thousand hours. Last February auction just under a hundred. Dealership at two thirteen. Again, you see that variability with the auction side, uh, and a little bit of strengthening in the dealership side. So we're going to break for a second, and I want to show you within the outcomes tool because I think there's a few bit uh, more nuanced pieces of information that can tell us. Uh, what's going on in this market okay so here we are within yarn comp's tool looking at the chemical applications category and self-propelled sprayers uh with sprayers you know there's some seasonality with this but we have an index specifically for self-propelled sprayers and it's not seasonally adjusted here on the sprayers but then if you look year over year you know december uh 1.25 for last year this december 1.38 that's roughly about a ten percent increase year over year. Which uh, yeah, I'd be interested on your take if that's what you saw. Uh, but that is what I'm seeing in a lot of different re- regions. It's about a ten percent increase across all squares uh, year over year. And now down here to the bottom, these three graphs here. So I would agree with what he said. I think
1: we're seeing more sprayers show up. We're seeing more deliveries show up. We saw a lot of deliveries for sprayers happen here late, just like we saw on the combine side of it. You know, we saw a lot of uh, late season sprayers show up and uh, you know, a lot of machines are sitting in sheds that, that have uh, been in there for a while that have not had any hours put on them. So, I mean, I think that's a, that's a fair statement. What he's talking about there, that there are more machines being delivered. Therefore there are more machines on the, on the uh, overall um, overall, uh, you
2: know, Areas to buy them. Uh with sprayers, you know, there's some seasonality with this, but we have an index specifically for self-propelled sprayers, and it's not seasonally adjusted here on the sprayers. But then if you look year over year, you know, December, uh 1.25 for last year, this December, 1.38. That's roughly about a 10% increase year-over-year, which, uh, yeah, be interested on your take if that's what you saw, Uh, but that is what I'm seeing in a lot of different regions. It's about a 10% increase across all sprayers year-over-year. And now, down here to the bottom, these three graphs here are the ones that I really like to dive into. And again, last year, we're looking here at this top one, dealer price changes uh, by hours, by different hour categories for sprayers. There's just so little supply out there last year, so any kind of price change really moved the market. And this dark blue was last year. It's scattered kind of all over the place. Now what we're seeing here with this light blue in this year is more really responsive of more full market. Uh, so we've got a little bit of a price increase year over year for spares less than 500 hours. But what I want you to notice here, and this is going to correlate with the graph below it, that we've got, you know, two to three to maybe 4% price decreases from anything from 500 to 1,000, all the way up to maybe 3,000 hours on these squares. This is over the past three months of price changes we've seen. But look where the supply sits. So we have self propelled squares listed by hour range. This is a percent of the whole of what's sitting on dealership lots. And so this area up here, where you saw the greatest price decreases this last month, also happens to be this whole area right here in light blue. It's current that's got the greatest amount of supply. Uh, on the market. And again, to draw a distinction between last year and this year, last year being this darker blue, uh, this is not a normal curve uh, with the supply. You know, there was a bit of a relative glut sitting here at 2000 hours, uh, shortage right below that. It's just low volume, created a lot of variability and didn't move things through smoothly, uh, maybe like we're used to. And I think we're getting a little closer to maybe a new normal. Um, And so is this kind of washout curve that you think that we're going to have to get used to uh, for dealerships, or is there a lot more change coming within the supply and maybe even the demand side uh, that's going to change uh, the washout curve over the next couple of years? So,
1: so I guess what he's talking about here kind of prefaces to my earlier statement when we first opened up the podcast was that we're going to see more machines like this that that go through the cycle, but that less machines uh, ultimately show back up to be sold and i think as you're looking at this you sort of see this here it's not like it's a big change from last year um but I, i'm 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 anticipating seeing a a smaller amount of machines year over year over year falling into this just because of what we're seeing as far as of how washout cycles go with machines that have i mean you start looking at some of these machines you start to pay you know, 500000 to $700,000, $800,000 for a sprayer, depending on what you have it set up and, and what you're doing with it. And you can get the latest technology for, you know, a quarter to a half of that price, depending on what you're doing to it. Um, it makes a lot of sense to keep what you have and, and update the technology. And I think we're going to start seeing more and more of that happen. Um, as, you, as you're looking at some of the stuff as the price comes down, like he's talked about, I think, again, that kind of comes back to this whole, um, Scarcity premium that we've talked about. More machines are, are available now than there were this time last year, and, and we're seeing the reflection of that in the pricing. So, you know, supply and demand is, is working like it's supposed
2: to. Interested on in your guys's take on that one? And then finally, uh I always like going and looking at like it, like like to like as much as I can and do some apples to apples comparison. So, self propelled sprayers here in the past month, light blue being the current year, and then dark blue being the same time frame. Last year, what we're seeing at this low hour range is about a 13.5% drop. This range right here, 12.5% drop. This range, this difference year over year right here, it's about a 10% drop. So, again, a higher price drag at the lower end uh, to accommodate for the new planners that have a larger OEM price increase. But if you look from a percentage change here in this 2000 hour category, year over year, this is a 22% price increase seems a little bit out of normal until you look up here and see what was actually going on last year. This happened to be where a lot of those sprayers were sitting last year in this 2000 to 2500 hour category.
1: So again, I think that 2000 hour sprayer, 1500 hour, to 2000 hour sprayer for the longest time has been a very popular, um, sprayer to, uh, for hour watch people to buy, um, Last year, there was an abnormally abnormal amount of machines on the marketplace to be out there to be sold. Now, all that being said, there might have been a bunch of machines out there to be sold. How many of them were actually available to be um, taken to the farm? That that's a whole another uh, another whole another story that we have to take a look at. I think as you look back down here at what he's talking about down here, I think it kind of goes back to what I'm what I'm saying now. Is if you look at at the machines that are coming in, how they're coming in what's happening with them you're seeing more machines not being traded and less and more machines be just being run longer than what we've seen in the past i'm going to go back to this uh above uh this 500 hour machine over here that he's talking about again i think it's kind of like the combine situation we saw there's a lot of spares out there that don't have a lot of hours on them that are that are up for that are going to be re- retraded in and and move back through um that have you know less than a half a season of use on them. So there's there's going to be a lot of really low-hour sprayers out there that are going to be available. And it'd be interesting to watch to see how those play out. But I think they're going to be, I think these machines have a great opportunity of, of selling um, just because of where we're at on pricing with new and how that compares. So I think this is going to, we're going to see a, a bigger function of these machines come through uh, on that under 100, 100 or sorry, under 100-hour side than, than we've seen in the past
2: and you know, in step those prices were depressed probably the most you now that's come back a little bit more in line and so therefore the price has risen to maybe what would be normal or more normal in line with other categories uh so therefore in that category we are really seeing a big year-over-year price increase so general economics uh but it's interesting to see this actually take place um, in the real world so Hope you guys are doing well. If you have any questions on iron comps or Tractor Zoom data, uh, feel free to reach out to us if you want to list. Uh, it's TractorZoom.com, and uh, we'd be happy to help any uh, dealerships uh, get their equipment out there. Thanks, and take care, guys.
1: All right. Thanks, Andy. That was uh, good stuff there. So kind of to recap a little bit, you know, like you said, I mean, I think kind of what I talked about at the beginning kind of laid itself out there pretty nice as what that looks like. Again, low-hour machines on the marketplace where we see stuff at low-hour Um you know, the volume of machines are starting to move. We're starting to see a lot more uh, movement in the marketplace because I think some guys are kind of settling in and and then, you know, supply and demand is catching up there. So I think when Andy threw out there, I'm seeing a a very similar, uh, similar pattern where uh, when I look at the overall um, sales data that I come up with. So I think it's a good place to stop for this one. I am Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. You can go to LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast and go to, The Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel, which is the Moving Iron Podcast, you know, YouTube channel. Check it out there. Go to movingironllc.com for everything Moving Iron related. And uh, check out the upper right-hand corner. Check out the Moving Iron Podcast Summit page, September 11th through the 13th in downtown Nashville. You'll have have another Moving Iron Summit coming up there. If you're interested in, in signing up for that, all the information is there. But if you need more information, send me an email at movingironpodcast, movingironpodcast.com, and I will make sure to get back to you on that. So I want to thank the guys over at Zoom for putting us together, especially Andy, for taking time to put all the data together and send it over to me. So with that, I'm Casey Seymour with Andy Campbell. Exxon started out folks. of a passion for out. keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment.
0: higher in the 21st century, hard work